Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of The Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. And it's just myself, Tim Daniel, and Ben Brown tonight as Joshua Hayes is behind the bench at the UNC Louisville game in Chapel Hill tonight. Pretty legit. Yeah, pretty, pretty legit. cool. And then Sean's eBay store went on a bonanza, went a little crazy with some uh, some sales. So he's, uh, you know, when you run mini, an eBay store. Mini tycooning out here. <laughs> yeah, when, when you run an eBay store, you are your shipping company, your supply company. Mm-hmm. You do all that. So. It's just Ben and I, and we're going to do a pretty quick and easy show tonight. Just kind of recap All-Star Weekend, talk about some injury news, um, and then obviously we'll discuss uh, LeBron and the pressure he's putting on the Lakers and discussing the idea of potentially not closing the door on playing for the Cavaliers again. And it's going to be a lot of interesting things to talk about. So, Ben, first off, let's talk about All-Star Weekend as a whole before we get into day by day. Um, I honestly thought, truthfully, that you know, I know we're going to talk about how bad the dunk contest was, and yeah, yeah. rightfully so. But Correct. I thought the Rising Stars like tournament was a really cool thing. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't get to see a ton of it, so I watched a little bit of it Friday night. Um, and then I thought the skills competition was goofy, but it was fun mm-hmm. with having mm-hmm. all three guys in the court at once instead of everyone doing individuals. I'm all for clearing up time. Yeah. Um, the three point shootout I thought was the highlight competition Absolutely. it was a blast mm-hmm. and then obviously the dunk contest was what it was and the all-star game was really fun honestly i know a lot of people want to shit on it and be like well you know they don't try and they don't do this it's like it's a freaking all-star game yeah like, if anybody like I said, yeah if anybody watched the pro bowl um <laughs> and I, I and like i know guys are like oh man i missed the good old days when blah, blah, and it would hit and blah. i'm like God, i mean there's too much money on the line, man. Like, I, I hate to be that way. I really do. I hate to be that way. But there's just way too much money on the line for a guy to, you know, be run up the sideline and get hit. You know, God rest his soul, Sean Taylor laid the punter out that one. Like, there's just way too much money on the line for guys to be, you know, blowing knees or trying to tackle. And, and I get that. People are trying to save, save themselves for the season and, and save their contracts, which I understand. And the same thing with the, with the All-Star game, man. These guys play, you know, they play all these games, 82 games in a season, playoffs if you're lucky, finals if you're lucky. Like, let them have a weekend where they can get with their guys, have fun, yeah, and, and let it let it be what it is, man. It, it, it's cool. It's still cool to see all those guys. Like, it's still cool to me to see Steph Curry playing with Giannis and LeBron. Like, that's, that's <laughs> amazing Jokic. to me. Like, like, yeah, and Jokic. Like, I'm like, that's. That's like one, two, three, four, five, six. That's like ten or eleven MVPs between the four of them. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fun to watch. Like, like take it for what it is. It's an enjoyable game. Those guys enjoy playing with one. Like the one time they came down and Giannis is guarding Chris Middleton, or it was like like that stuff is cool. Those guys are teammates. Yeah. They're guarding one another. Martin like, Levine and yeah, yeah, you know, like stuff like that. It's fun. It is what it is. It's fun. Um, and, and those guys had fun with it. 
A um, couple of the highlights for me. One, um, in the All-Star game, Ja Moran is a freak. Um, yep. Like, just some of the things he was able to catch and put down. Um, you know, his his you know, it was a fun game, but watching his athletic ability is just insane. Special. It's special. It's special. It's so much fun. Um I, Steph Curry, the show he put on, his shooting exhibitions, what I'll call it. Um <laughs> like like there's really no words. Like I, I honestly I was I'm watching it and and as you're watching it, you're like, okay, he, okay, he's hit a few. Okay, now he's starting to do the turnaround where he's not looking at him. Okay, now yeah. he, like like and the funny part about it is is like you're watching it and, and this is not a any 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 hate to Trey Young or anything like that. But it's almost like it's almost like, oh, you're not as good oh, as you think you are. Because <laughs> I'm still Chef Curry. Oh, I'm still here. And I'm sure there's no animosity between the two. But it's like to see him do that, you know, and Trey Young's on the floor. And of course, Trey Young probably has mad respect for Steph. And I and I get it. But you know, yeah. you get those comparisons like, oh, Trey's the next Curry. And blah, like, like to me, Steph was like, man, there is no next me. Like, like I just hit 16 threes in an all-star game. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so as you're, as you're watching it, you're seeing all this greatness and all these things going on. Um, it, it's, it was just absolutely just magical and fun to watch. And I love the ending and I, it's called like, uh, what's it called? Elam. Elam scoring. Oh, I love that because then they fun. really do have to break down and be like, okay, now I gotta guard somebody. Now I gotta do this and score, and for LeBron to hit that fadeaway shot, I mean, it, it, it was just poetic in Cleveland. Um, it, it, it was cool, uh, and I know we'll talk about the 75th anniversary and the halftime stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it, it it was it was cool. Um, it was it was sad to see that the dunk contest was kind of a dud. But here's my here is my take on the dunk contest. You take guys that are pretty good in-game dunkers, um, and it's really hard to be creative and get it right on the first time. It is. I mean, the last, you know, when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were having their battles in the dunk contest, those two, I, I mean, those two put on a show, but I don't think people realize how hard it is for those guys to be able to get those dunks first time and be as creative as they were. Um, I think people forget how special you have to be to be able to do that on a consistent level. You know, you saw it with Dominique. You saw it with Jordan. You saw it with Levine. You saw it with Gordon. You saw it with Vince Carter. You saw, like, it's very few that category of guys that could put four or five really good dunks together and shut the whole building down. Like, it it just doesn't happen. So people get all upset about, oh, I want the old dunk contest, and I want this guy to be in it, and this guy to be in it. That's all great. But even still, it's so hard to put that many dunks in a row together. I mean, even on Aaron Gordon's, in Aaron Gordon's case, he put all those dunks together and lost. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Twice. Like, like twice. So it's like, you know, people get, get caught up in all that, and – was it one of the better ones? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But you know, I, I you know, I thought Obi Toppin did a great job. I thought his dunks were pretty cool. Um, you know, Jay Cole putting on the Tims. That that was fun. Like, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And those guys, that's a lot of pressure for some 
you know, for guys to get out there and try to make those dunks, you know, consistently. Like, it, it's tough. Yeah, I also think that we're at a point where we're kind of running out of creativity. Yeah. You know, like, everything's been done. Yeah. Like, yeah. The one thing we almost had that was almost creative was a couple years ago when Aaron Gordon tried to do a thing where the um the drone brought the ball in and it was supposed to bounce oh. and it was going to catch in the bounce and that that obviously didn't work. You're right. Um, and I think just kind of the pace is what really throws yeah. a lot of people off, especially like whatever was that one where Jalen Green took like yeah thirteen tries. And I think also, that one, yeah, that one shuts it down. I, I agree with you on that. What's the point of the like the necklace with the NFT? That he doesn't even wear in the dunk. He just puts it on for a second and then right. hands it to Isaiah Thomas. I think it was Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I think so. Who, who cares? Um, right. <laughs> and it's just like so so stupid. But yeah, um, yeah let's just kind of go through and let's first start with um, the Clorox Shoot Your Stars competition, yeah. which I thought was really fun how they mm-hmm. did a tournament format this year. Uh, James Worthy had a team, Isaiah Thomas had a team, Gary Payton had one, and Rick Barry had one. Mm-hmm. And so Isaiah Thomas's team beats James Worthy's team in the first game, 50-49. to 49. Um, You get a nice game from Sadiq Bey with 16 points, and you get Desmond Bain adding 10. And then the second game, Rick Barry's team beats Gary Payton's team, 50-48. to 48. Now, Rick Barry's team has Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Isaac Okoro, Jay Sean Tate, loaded. Franz Wagner. Loaded. His team yeah. was loaded. <laughs> yeah. And then in the finals, they cut the, the final score to 20, first to 25 wins. Yeah. And Rick Barry's team beats Isaiah Thompson's team 25 to 20. Um, Preston Chua, though, had a nice night with 12 points in the final yep. game. But I thought that the tournament idea, the fact that they brought the G League guys up for this where they could mm-hmm. play a little bit, guys like Scoot Henderson, Marshawn mm-hmm. Buchamp, Jay, uh, Deshaun Daniels. I thought that was really awesome. I you yeah. know, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I did too. Um, it, it it gives those guys a spotlight, um, you know, because you know who they are. But, you know, it gives those guys a spotlight and an opportunity um, to to be able to play on, on the biggest stage. I mean, it's it, that's, that's a huge stage to play on. Um, I love the tournament style. Uh, the more young talent involved, the better. Uh, yeah. And you have them matched with legends. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton, Rick Barry, James Worthy, four guys that have done it all, have, have been in the league, and, and being able to have them out there with those guys and have their own kind of tournament and and being able to get after it, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. I, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I really thought it was well well done. I did too. And Kate Cunningham took home the future stars MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, had two had two really good games in the competition, uh, where he kind of led the way. In the last game, he had five mid points, two rebounds, and three assists. Remember, he scored with the twenty five. Mm-hmm. And then the semifinal game, he had thirteen points, five rebounds, and six assists. Yeah. But watching him and Mobley play together was pretty fun. I really yeah. dug that. Yeah. Um, that was neat. Big weekend for Evan Mobley, by the way. It was. It was a huge weekend for him. That's that was going to be my next point. Like. Like seeing guys like Kay Cunningham, Evan Mobley, uh, Okuro, like seeing those guys, like watching them play. Because let's be let's be honest, like unless you're like a Cleveland Cavs fan or an NBA fan, you don't get a chance to see those guys. Right. Um, but to watch them play, like and watch Evan Mobley, just how smooth and comfortable he is on the floor, and, and to see a healthy Cade Cunningham, which we've started to see in regular season games in Detroit. Uh, but to watch his his you know, his court vision, mid-range jumper game, uh, being able to to be a floor general. And, I mean, of course, his team was loaded, like we already mentioned. But 
um, to be able to see that and, and him for them guys to have that kind of stage and opportunity, I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was. I agree. Uh, so we'll go into Saturday now real quick, and uh, we'll talk about the competition there. So we had the skills competition with the Cavs team of mm-hmm. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Darius Garland. Uh, the Antetokounmpo brothers of uh, Thanasis, Giannis, and Alex. And then we had the rookies of Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy, and Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. And at times it was very clustered, like when they were it doing was. the passing competition. <laughs> yeah. But at times it was really fun. I, I just kind of yeah. thought it was so funny that we had the shooting competition. And it's like there was one true shooter of the nine guys in the whole game. Right. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's going to the Cavs. Yep. You know, like, yeah. like that's easy. Um, yeah. But I thought the passing thing was really funny how they were all on the court at the same time and they had to like do like we, we, we like freestyly three man weave, weave to throw passes <laughs> and it was like at times they're running into each other at times it's like you could see like and uh you know obviously Kate Cunningham and Josh Giddy on a team you definitely knew that that was probably going to be the the winner in yeah. that one yeah. um absolutely and then the shooting one was fun because it was like I mean that's the the, the obstacle course at the end. Mm-hmm. Cause everyone missed a turn somewhere and you know, people <laughs> ran out of time. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely a cluster, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was fun. I, I liked, I, I did like that format. Um, you know, I, I don't know how they came up with the Ana de Kumpo brothers uh, as being part of that, but you know, um, overall I liked the format. It was, it was fun to watch. Um, uh, it was cool to see the Cleveland kids win. Um, uh, in their home, you know, in their home stadium. And it, it was cool. Yeah, it was. And then uh, they came down to the last was um, the last shot for the, to win it was friggin' Alex Antetokounmpo versus Darius Garland, whoever hit a shot first one. I was like, all right. That's, all right. That's <laughs> Even the commentators were like, well, Cleveland's moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It, <laughs> So then we'll get to the three-point shootout real quick. Um, thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I thought, you know, I picked Zach Levine to win. He was knocked out before the first round was even over. Carl um, Anthony Towns beats Trey Young and Luke Kennard in the final. Uh, Luke Kennard put on a show in Ohio. Trey Young was kind of meh, like always. Uh, Fred Van Vliet <laughs> was not very good at all. No. Um, Dude, I did not Pat- know his shot was like that. Did you notice his shot was like like a shot? Like, I did. I yeah. never. I've never noticed. That's how his shot moved when he shot it. Like it spit. Like spin sideways. I've never noticed that. Yeah, Cat had it like wrapped up with like two shots left. It was mm-hmm. like that was awesome, man. Uh, Joe Micucci picked Cat to win it, um, and so he gets to celebrate that this week. Obviously, mm-hmm. they'll probably talk about that on Wolves Watch on Shot Callers this week. But oh yeah, Cat. <laughs> I loved how Cat was like, they showed the clip of him like on the socials where he's going to Steph and getting advice on the competition. Oh, yeah. And then he's like in post press conferences, he's telling everybody, he's like, I told you I'm going to win this. And he's like, this is this is mine. I'm going to take this. And he did. So hats off to the big man getting the three point yeah, contest man. victory. Yeah, absolutely. To watch him, dude, to watch his stroke, man, like he was, he was on point. Like he was on point. He, he walked in knowing he was going to win that thing. So, uh, yeah. big shout out to cat man um you know to see him have fun and enjoy that moment was really cool you know of course we know he's had a tough you know year and a half so to watch him come in and have that kind of fun to see a smile on his face and have him you know have a great time it was really cool 
Yeah, it was really cool. And then, of course, we had the dunk contest. We touched on a little bit. Obi Toppin's the victor. Um, I thought Juan Toscano Anderson had some cool dunks. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, but there was a lot of like, like you said, like earlier, it's a lot of trying to be creative and pull things off, and it's just nearly impossible at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that like the one Obi where he won on, where he basically like knocked it, bounced it off the backboard and grabbed it and dunked it, was kind of cool, but. You know, obviously that's that's the big competition coming out of this. I mean, the big discussion coming out of All Star Weekend is if we're gonna do like smaller name NBA players, you know, not the Zion's, not the you know, LeBron's, not this guy and that guy. Should they expand the you know the lineup more than just four guys? Um, you know, because you can't necessarily. I don't agree with like you have to make the big guys do it because look. If, if Zion Williamson doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. Also, you know, he may never play basketball again. Who knows? So yeah, we we are to that point. Yeah, we're to that um, point. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't I don't agree on, on making the big names do it. Um, because honestly, uh, it, even if you put like a a cash prize on it, like I, you know, I money to them really means nothing unless you're talking about a huge amount of money. Um, I also think that there has to be a cap on attempts. So I think like we were talking about earlier, like when you throw the ball up in the air and you just catch it and run, 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 like that's gotta be an attempt either that, or you get, you get 45 seconds. Like if you don't make your dunk in 45 seconds, then then that's it. Cause, um, you know, it took, who was that took 13 attempts or like, I can't remember his but it took him 13 attempts to try to get that dunk. And I'm, and you could just feel the air just come out of the stadium. I, I'm like, oh, I think it should, there was like a clip. Was it Kareem? Like Kareem just got up yeah, and left. Yeah, he just got up and left. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think you I think you can put a time limit on it. Um, I think that you can expand the roster as long as you have the time limit and say, look, you, you get 45 seconds. Have, you know, if you don't make your dunk in 45 seconds, you get fives across the board and you'll be eliminated. Like, but – you know, you give somebody 13 shots of throwing it up. Oh, well, I didn't touch the rim, so it's not an attempt. I'm like, well, you could do this all day, like, right. you know, until you decide that you're going to try an attempt and throw it off the rim. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I think there's some things that they can do, but we, we've talked about this, man. Like, the, the creativity is really hard for those guys because it's all been done. You know, if if a guy would have backed up and dunked from the free throw line, they'd be like, "Oh, great, we've seen that a thousand times." Yeah. Oh, you know, a guy throwing off the bounce, going through the legs. Oh, we've seen that a thousand times. Um, so, I, I think it's difficult for those guys, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think we've just come to the point where we're not going to have another Gerald Green blowing out the blowing out the candle. All right. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah, it would I be mean, cool. Yeah. I mean, what the year Donovan Mitchell won, all he did was like put on a Vince Carter jersey and I was like, and yeah. just dunk. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So, I mean, it, you know, it's not, like I said, there, there were, there have been five, maybe six guys that have just been like, wow, like you have to watch it. That's, and the dunk contest has been going since what, 84, 83. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, like I said, Dr. J, Jordan, uh, Levine, Gordon, Vince Carter, like it's it's rarefied air where you can just shut the building down and have that consistent of dunks all the time. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, so that takes us to, of course, uh, the All-Star game, which we'll talk about the media stuff uh, short after this. Uh, mm-hmm. We've touched on it a little bit already. Steph Curry, unbelievable. 50 mm-hmm. points. You know, uh, LeBron has the turnaround fadeaway shot um, to to walk to do the walk off. Like you said, the Elam ending is awesome. It like, is. Uh, it's amazing. It's it's so cool. TBT does that uh, the basketball tournament. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Like you said, like, you know, LeBron's team was LeBron, Steph Curry, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Jokic. Off the bench, she had Luka, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Jimmy Butler, Fred Van Vliet, and Chris Paul, who, with a, with a wrist injury, played two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, team Durant, which we found out shortly before Durant was not going to be in attendance because his yeah. grandmother passed away. Uh, so our, you know, shout out, send our, yeah, our best wishes there. Yeah. So that team was Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, John Moran, Andrew Wiggins, Devin Booker, uh, DeJounte Murray, LaMelo Ball, Chris Middleton, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine. Um, really fun rosters. Uh, you saw mm-hmm. Draymond doing some some interviews with Steph on the sideline at the end of the game. That was neat. Um, yeah. But you could see like just how much fun those guys were having. And it's just, you know, like we said, it's a fun day. And... I like how they kind of had everything. So the you know everyone's like, well, they scored too many points, and this I'm like, who cares? Like right. Joel Embiid at 36 and 10, that was fun. Um, we you know like overall, I just thought it was a fun night. A Zach Levine did a 360 dunk, cool. I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy. And then John um, Morant, John Morant caught, caught a couple lobs, like caught one going in reverse, which was dope. I mean, it, it you was know, dope. It was fun. Yeah, LeBron had you know uh, Zach Levine playing really hard defense on him, and he still has the turnaround jumper to hit it. Which I know mm-hmm. Pacer fans go, I've seen that before. Right. <laughs> um, oh, boy. In that in that arena. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Yeah, but just Tough. really fun. Um, do you? Let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I, this has kind of been a conversation that's coming up, and this isn't you know this episode wasn't all about let's change the All Star game by any means. It's just kind of putting our thoughts out there. Do you still like the draft format or do you want to go back to East versus West? Um, I like the draft format. Um, I do too. Only, be- only because like, um, I-, I just like when teammates have the opportunity to play against one another or, you know, uh, you have the opportunity of seeing a Giannis in the East with a LeBron in the West. And, uh, you know, like you have those different matchups and those different opportunities. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think it just makes it more interesting when you have that. And two, I mean, I think that having those opportunities gives those guys a chance to kind of cut loose a little bit. Like you yeah. always see the guys in the West. Like you always see the guys. Those are the guys you play consistently. So like being able to to mix that up and, and play different roles and do different things and I just think it's a cool experience for not only just for the all-stars, but for the people that are watching. I think it's, I think it's neat. Yeah. I'm the same way. I think it's just fun because it's basically building a fantasy team, mm-hmm. um, you know, and for the two K players out there, it's like building your, my team, grabbing your cards, or your guys and putting your squad together. So it's fun. Um, I don't necessarily think it's like, it's not the first detail I would change, about all-star weekend by any means. No. Um, so yeah, I dig it. You know, if they went back to East versus West, I don't think I would be too pissed. I think I would just you know, kind of be like, okay. You know what I want is for their them to wear their own jerseys. Yes, that's what I care about. That's what I would want. Yeah, like even with the mixture of conferences, just like home team wears their white jerseys and mm-hmm. road team wears you know 
their colored uniform and mm-hmm. yeah give me yeah. that yeah i would like that yeah i that's, think that'd be I, i'm all for that yeah that's that's detail one i would change too I agree. <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely yeah. detail one i would change yep. um <laughs> So we you talk we talked for a second about the NBA seventy five uh, all seventy five team getting honored. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a few guys weren't able to be there um, for different reasons, but it looks like Michael Jordan was just having a blast. He's like talking to LeBron and they're hugging and laughing, and he's like hugging Luca, and he's like talking to Carl Anthony Towns, and he has no idea who he is, and <laughs> he's the last introduced. Him and Dennis Rodman are hanging out. I did see, because um, people were like, well, Scotty wasn't going to be there. Like, apparently, he had wrist surgery, and that's why he didn't go. Okay. So it wasn't like some okay. vendetta against Michael Jordan. No. Um, no. But I just thought it was neat. Like, um, you know, it obviously always sucks. Do you get those reminders of Kobe Bryant passed oh, away? Oh, man, that one's so painful. Me. Yeah, um, that see, that one see. killed me. And like when they show them backstage in the Laker picture, and all I those Laker greats are there. And like, oh my god, like why, why, like, like it, it's it's. I'm trying to think of a way to put it. It's fascinating to see all the Laker greats, mm-hmm. but man, like like Kobe was built for that moment. Like like he deserved to have that moment, and, and for to to go through that, like it's it was tough. It was it was tough, but the whole whole thing was cool. The whole atmosphere was cool. Yeah, I saw. So LeBron just a few like about a half hour ago on his Instagram posted uh, some stills of him with Michael. Um, So he posted the video clip. Mm -hmm. uh, He posted them like the hug and uh, he posted the picture from 2002 when the Wizards were visiting the Cavs and talk about like 20 years later and stuff. So that was neat. Um, Yeah. I think it was good too for those goat debaters who just have to have that conversation to see those two just like getting along and enjoying their each other's company. Oh, it drove them nuts. Oh, They're not I know. Supposed to like each other. Michael Jordan's yeah. a cutthroat competitor. LeBron's not like that. I drove them crazy to see him like shake hands and hug. Like that drove them nuts. Yeah, it did. And also, it was fun because we saw um, <laughs> we saw Michael Jordan and they like hanging out with like Dwayne Wade and Magic Johnson. And like Jordan's like, get your shoes out. We can go play one on one right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he wasn't joking. No, he was dead serious. He, <laughs> yeah. he wasn't. Yeah, he was not playing around. Um, Yeah, all that stuff was, was just really cool to see, man. Like, like. <sighs> You know, I know Jordan was down at, at in Daytona because his actually his driver finished second. Bubba Wallace, shout out to Bubba Wallace. Oh, did he really? Um, yeah, he finished second in Daytona. Yeah, my knowledge winning, of so. um, my knowledge of NASCAR for those yeah, yeah, yeah. Is as limited <laughs> as it gets. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I am a I'm a fan of NASCAR. I, I watch it sporadically, but I do do like it. Uh, when my guy retired, I stopped watching Jeff Gordon. That was my dude, but uh, I didn't watch as much. But um. But yeah, it was cool. Like he got a, you know, for him to go from that to get on a plane to make sure that he got to the Cleveland um, and experience that, um, to see the interactions between all those guys, man, like the mutual respect, the uh, admiration, and, and like basketball history all in that one spot. Like it's just, it was just phenomenal to see. Uh, you know, you're looking at, you know Charles Barkley and and Giannis and Kevin Garnett and uh, you know like all the just greats that are there and it, it's it's neat to see all those guys 
you know, somewhat get along, get to know each other, talk, interact. Um, you know, it, it, it was special. It was a special night. Uh, whether you agree on who should have been there and who shouldn't have been there and, and all this other stuff, all that stuff aside, um, you know, I, I know Tim's love for Bob Cousy um, and <laughs> Dolph Shays. <laughs> Dolph Shays. <laughs> but uh, Dolph Shays in the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was really neat to see uh, those guys come together, be honored. Um, and just a reflection of, you know, how great uh, NBA, the NBA is and how well they do things. Um, it was just phenomenal. It was just on display again last night at how well uh, they not only just take care of their current players, but always remember their past and where they came from. So uh, shout outs to, to the NBA once again, uh, putting on full display on why they are the best league. Do you think when like the person they were like, "Hey, you're gonna be standing next to John Stockton," do you think he was like, "Oh shit, come <laughs> on, man"? You know, I did think about that. I mean, because because you know, not saying that there's a whole lot of beefs in the NBA, but you know, you got Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan, who clearly, you yeah, know, they, I'm sure they made sure that those two weren't together. Um, you know, there's just different, you know, different rivalries, but. Um, I think all that stuff, I hope all that stuff kind of got put to the side and, and they could have just enjoyed their evening. But, you know, they definitely were looking at who was lining up next to who um, and, and and the way they did it. So, you know. I guess next to Stockton's like, all right, I got to wear a mask. I got to right. make sure I'm in a like, half-mat suit. I'm not right. taking any chances next to that guy. Yeah, let me mask up next to this cat. <laughs> no conspiracy theories allowed in here. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, you know, like you said, it was just so cool. Um, I think the fact that MJ and LeBron got to have that moment really kind of yeah. was like the perfect thing. I also was kind of surprised at um, Dennis Rodman. Um, obviously, I thought he deserved to be there. That's not what I'm right. saying. But Dennis Rodman came out rocking a Bulls hat. And like, don't be wrong. I know he's part of the three-peat and this and that. And that's probably how like people my age remember him. But like, yeah, this is. Dennis Rodman, who was part of the Bad Boy Pistons, like I thought for sure, if he was going to rep a team, it would be Detroit basketball. No, nah, uh, but his I love liked of, it. I think his love of Michael Jordan conquers all. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think his love of Mike conquers all. Like even even when he was part of the Jordan rules and all that stuff, once he got to once he got to Chicago and was around Mike, because uh, say what you want, him and Mike are close to being the same person. I mean they yeah. they like to party, they like to gamble, you know. Uh, you know, Mike back in the day was, you know, he, he had a, he had a side chick or two, um, you know, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Um, but we don't have an LLC yet then we got to watch that. (laughs) But, you know, I I think that there's a, uh, you know, I, I think that those two are more alike than, than, you know, people know. So, um, even in the conversation, you saw those two hanging out and Michael's like, when are you going to come to my place, man, when are you going to come hang out? And you're like you're kind of listening to the conversation. You're like, like they those two really do like each other. Like they're they're really cool. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was neat to see all those interactions. It was man. I really liked it. All right, so let's get into all the other stuff that's going around. All the all the news and all the drama and all the hints at the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you can't have an All Star game in Cleveland without talking about LeBron James being there, no matter who his current roster is. Mm-hmm. And a few things he said in there that really jumped out um, that I really, really kind of were like, oh, okay. And I'm not even getting the whole Bronny stuff because 
I like Bronny as a basketball player. Like I enjoy when I watch Sierra Canyon games. There is nothing that like, you know, for me to like, like, I don't know if he's an NBA player. He might be, but I don't, you know, it's so hard to like tell. He's a, I mean, he's a top hundred recruit for sure. I don't have an issue with that, but yeah, you know, but I, I think sometimes that pressure. Yeah. Um, it's it, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Um, you know, and I, I hate to go keep going back to Jordan or whatever, but you know, you saw it with his kids, like his kids were good division one basketball players. Like they, yeah. you know, they, they had these, they had really decent careers. They, they, you know, they went on and, and did some really cool things that I think the one went to Illinois and the one went to central Florida. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, they both had really good, you know, division one careers. They just, they just weren't their dad. So, you know, to put that kind of pressure on, on, on a kid already as a sophomore in high school, like that's, that's, that's Pretty a crazy. lot. That's a lot. Yeah. He like throws like a bounce pass to Amari Bailey and Amari Bailey gets a layup and it's like, did you see that? Yeah. That was crazy. It's yeah. like, all right, let's, let's calm the brakes a little just, bit. Just a bounce pass. <laughs> yeah. Just a bounce pass. Just a bounce pass. <laughs> but so they talked about, so when he's in, being, when LeBron's in this presser for the all-star game on Saturday for media day, they ask about the importance of the game being in Cleveland, how big that's. And he goes, it's really big that Cleveland has uh, three all-stars with Darius Garland, J.A., and me. And it's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he talks about how he really appreciates Sam Presti's ability to find talent. Because he was asked about Josh Giddy. Talked about how you really like Josh Giddy. He's like, it's really amazing how Sam Presti finds these guys. And you're like, Rob Polink is sitting there like, the shit, dude. <laughs> the fuck. And then Jason Lloyd goes, Would you consider coming back to Cleveland? I'm paraphrasing, of course. Mm-hmm. And LeBron says, That door is not closed. Now, you, me, and Josh and Sean has kind of gotten in on a little bit. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now, just watching, you know, the trajectories of the franchises. And seeing that, you know, the Cavs are have a really good basketball situation for their future where they have a point guard and they have all, you know, they have two, um, two bigs that -hmm. can really help out LeBron's ability to play defense. Um, And we see what's going on in LA. Uh, These reports are coming out that LeBron and AD were pissed at Rob Palenka for not making any moves to the trade deadline to improve the roster. Um, And it sounds like the buyout market, not a lot of people want to go to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know how the narrative is with LeBron that he he tries to control the narrative as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And when he speaks, nothing is ever coincidental. Oh, so, no. yeah. So his I really believe that, like, you know, there's a lot of, like a lot of angry Rob Polinka, you know, uh, what's the word? Passive aggressiveness mm-hmm. and also like. Some feeling out process to see like, hey, Cleveland, would you like to bring me back? Wouldn't you like to have me play here again to finish my career here? And then, of course, these people were like, there's no way Dan Gilbert's going to bring LeBron back to Cleveland. I'm like, you are stupid. You You are stupid. If he calls Dan Gilbert tomorrow and goes, hey, man, we could win another title. You've got these guys. I'll come play. I'll be your leader. Ball game. Game over. Right. Game over. Yeah. Um, and we like you said, we we all we all talk about this and we started actually to give you a lot of credit, you're the first one to bring it up and be like, Man, they they got some cats in Cleveland. Like I, I could see 
LeBron making that move. And, and the more you watch it, like it, it's it would almost be poetic justice, right? So the guy who's from from Akron, Cleveland area, won them their only championship. They have built a a championship caliber team with young studs. LeBron on his on his last descent down towards retirement. Um, you know, you bring him in. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have to play 38, 39 minutes because you've got young studs that can do that. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is be a leader, come in, you know, play your 28 to 32 minutes a game, score your 21 to 22 and get your six or eight assists. Like it's it's almost set up perfectly for him to go back there and have success. Yeah. Um, and, and and if you don't believe that Cleveland is looking at this and saying, okay, if LeBron settles for the league minimum, which I think he would, to have the opportunity to bring somebody with him and then have the guys that he has, if you don't think that Cleveland is looking at that right now, you are bananas. Mm-hmm. The market for LeBron and, and what he does for the Cleveland area and the money he brings in, and you've got all these young studs that are that are playing right now, and they're playing really well, and they're getting better. You can't think for one solitary second that LeBron's not like, dude, I could end my career in Cleveland with an opportunity to win a championship. And it's and it's house money for LeBron. If I win a championship with these guys, I great. If I don't, I end my career where I start started. I've brought them along, and, and they've had the opportunity to be back in playoff contention and have a really good shot at winning it all. So for LeBron, it's house money. He, I don't think he can lose on on this. Yeah, I know Laker fans are like totally panicking because it's going to be a shitstorm this summer, and it probably will be. Yeah, uh, but that's the, but like you said, that's the Lakers' fault. That's the Lakers' fault. Like yeah. when you when you constructed this roster, and you constructed it the way you did, and you got rid of your Carusos and your Kuzmas and your Heralds and all these guys that you had, and you constructed this roster the way you did, relying on a Dwight Howard. Uh, you know, relying on uh, Avery Bradley, relying on Russell West. Like, you did this to you, Laker Nation. You did this. DeAndre Jordan. Oh, DeAndre Jordan started games for the Lakers this year. This year. 2022. (laughs) 2022. So, so the Lakers did that to the Lakers. And, And... I know LeBron had had some say in bringing Westbrook in, and I and I get that. You know, you can't you can't dictate the future or see the future of what Russell Westbrook would be. Um, but you also didn't put any other pieces around them, and you let other pieces go that could have helped you with a bad Westbrook. So, I you know. The Lakers did this. So this was a self-inflicted wound for the Lakers. Yeah, Rob, Mr. Palinka, if you just want to get ahead of this for a year, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this right now. I went on the trade MBAs. You know how I'm a fond, oh, yeah. fond, no, fond of the trade calculator. No doubt. 
And Rob, if you just want to go ahead and get ahead, get a step ahead of this and just go ahead and end this now so you don't have to go through this all next year with LeBron's free agent year. Kevin Love, Laurie Market, and a first-round pick for LeBron works. Just mm. saying. Just saying. Mm. You guys need draft picks so bad because you traded them all away. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Anthony, Anthony Davis isn't coming back if LeBron's gone. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. No, 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 Hold no. on. So uh, here's here's my next question. LeBron leaves. Mm-hmm. Where does Anthony Davis go? Chicago. Oh. Goes home. Does it work? No. I mean, it could. I'd have to like play around with it, but yeah. it wouldn't cost him DeMar. It wouldn't cost him Levine. It wouldn't cost him Lonzo. Um, it might cost him Caruso again. Going back to LA. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, there's ways to make it happen. Vooch would definitely be in the trade, obviously, yeah. for the sake of position and fit. Correct. Um, give me a week. Yeah, a week. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put okay. that one together. Put that one together for me. Cause I, 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 like you said, if LeBron leaves, there's no way in the world that Anthony Davis stays. Nope. No way and, in the world. Yeah. I did think it was really funny that they said Clutch was pissed off at Rob Polinka. Because yeah. he wouldn't trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall. And I was like, look, John Wall hasn't played basketball like in three years here. Like right. he's played like 30 games in three yeah. years. Like, yeah. I'm not making that trade no matter how bad Westbrook's been. At least yeah. I know what I'm getting with Westbrook. Correct. Yeah, John Wall right now is is uh you have no idea what he is, what kind of shape he's in, um, or what kind of basketball he can play. So I mean previously we knew what he was but like you said he's played 30 games in three years like we don't yeah some, some we have no idea what he is yeah is he gonna do like oh. yeah who knows um what a disaster <laughs> what a disaster yeah. shout out adele and rich paul i can't wrap my I have, it's been like I, months I, still, I can't wrap my brain around it i can't i don't i still don't i still don't see like no i mean i, I mean adele very pretty woman. I, I'm not saying uh-huh. that she's not, but I'm like amazingly like, talented. Amazing. Yeah, amazingly talented. Her album is amazing. Um, but like I just don't see those two worlds. Like I, I I don't know. But you know, shout out to both of them. They they make it work. Do you think when he calls her, he's like, Hello? From it's the other me. side? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I had to. I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop myself. <laughs> I had to. I had to do it. All right. So let's wrap real quick. Um, big news today. I guess big news. Goran Dragic signs with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't really. Nope. Doesn't nope. do anything for he, me. He's thirty. Uh, he's thirty-five, thirty-six. He does nothing for them. Yeah, just with the Nets, see another old player. You know. Yep. Wonderful. Um, Chris Paul's got the injury. He's out. What four to six weeks? Yeah. That freaking sucks. Yeah, that that sucks. does suck, um, you know. And Devin Booker had had a uh, was interviewed today, and they were talking about that. And he kind of took the positives out of it, like you know, him being out. You know, he gets to rest his legs going into the playoffs. He doesn't, True. you know, what I mean, like, you know, he, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, um, you know, because I still think, I mean, Phoenix is a, still a very good basketball team, and they're going to win the more, majority of the games that they play here in the second half of the season. Um, but, you know, that team was so locked in with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and those guys. Like, they were so locked in. I, I just hope it doesn't 
um, interrupt that chemistry and that flow with Chris Paul being gone um, because they, you know, they, they are of course the best team in the NBA right now, but you're losing uh, an MVP caliber uh, point guard. So hopefully that doesn't interrupt the flow of, of what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any other injury news, anything I'm missing? I know Donovan Mitchell, he didn't play in the all-star game. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis, which I mean, that's yeah. Sprained ankle. Yeah, Oof, so didn't look good. It did not look good at all. So, yeah. um, you know, he's out probably another four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, that's and fun. they'll be, they'll be playing and they'll be the 10th seed and trying to fight their way through. Yeah, probably. Um, so look, we, you know, we're recording this on Monday night. Uh, season doesn't start back till Thursday. What do you, what do you, what do you do for three days without NBA basketball? Like I have literally the teams we cover, they're all on the road. Yeah. So all the college teams are on the road this week, like till Saturday. Well, for you, uh, you you probably get a, a reacquainted back with your wife because you never get to see her hardly, right? During yeah. basketball uh-huh. season, so I'm, I'm sure there'll be yeah. some home cooked meals and and mm-hmm. you know went to the park uh, foot, today. Foot, it was nice. foot rubs and you know, baby, 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 please. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. almost uh, it's almost over. It's almost over. I promise. <laughs> Two weeks left. Two weeks of regular season games. <laughs> Yeah, I'm um, not traveling this year for any conference tournaments, unfortunately. I would like yeah. to go back to the Big East tournament, but um, yeah, man, it's going to be, I think she's going to be very exciting to be home for a few days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's always tough, too, because like there's no, like you got college basketball on, um, but but like, you know, that little lull there with no NBA is kind of kind of crazy, but but, you know, once they get back Thursday rolling, it'll be. We'll be in the home stretch. See who's contenders and who who's pretenders. All right, last question before we get out of here. Yes, who sir. plays the game first for their new team, James Harden or Ben Simmons? Ooh, uh, I say I, I think it'll be Harden because I think I Harden. Too. I think Harden will be back. I think Harden will be back after the All Star break. Um, I think he was really, I think his hamstring really was, was messed up. Um, but I think he's had, I think he hasn't played in forever and they've got all this break. I think Harden will be back first. Um, but I don't think Simmons is that far off. Um, I think Simmons is maybe, I'd give him probably two weeks. I'd give him two weeks. I could be wrong about that, but. You know, at some point he's got. I mean, I know those guys pretty much stay in shape, but um, I, I think there's a dynamic there without Kevin Durant being there. He's hurt. Um, yeah. Kyrie's part time. There's a dynamic there where you, you know, Ben Simmons would be kind of flying solo. You know, without his the other stars on the floor. So um, I think I think they'll give him a couple weeks, get acquainted, um, and then. Uh, you'll probably see him mid mid March. Yeah, I agree. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that you know they they start back up on Friday. Being the Sixers, they're in Minnesota. I'm really hoping that Harden plays that game because I'm I, I can't wait for the first pick and roll. I see that those two run uh, together. Him and yeah. Embiid, it's gonna be oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it'll, it'll, be blast. it'll it'll be yeah, it'll be awesome. Pick and roll or or slip the screen, pop out and beat hitting a three. Like like you know the strain they're gonna put on defense is gonna be crazy. 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go and wrap up this week's edition of the Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Uh, some housekeeping. I had a really, really fun interview with Josh Barnett of 199 Threads that's going to go up this week. I really hope for at large bit. I really hope you guys check it out. We talk a lot about the different collections they're working on, uh, including their HBCU collection. Uh, Kentucky fans, you're going to be really excited about some of the stuff he tells me that's coming out. Um, not going to make any hints or anything, but the 1996 Denim ones he says are coming soon. Uh, no hints, though. No hints. Um, <laughs> for you Antoine Walker and Ron Mercer fanatics out there. Um, and then you know, we talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, really cool really cool uh, episode and then shot callers will be on the friday this week uh, as far as i know uh, they're going to kind of be re- recapping the start of the second half of the season post all-star kind of getting everything going so we're excited we're all happy to be back going again uh be sure you give us those solid five-star reviews on apple Podcasts and spotify and check out everything we have going on uh, we have a lot of fun coming up we're excited for so take it easy everyone have a good night see you guys